On today's podcast, we have another student biosketch. Today, we're going to meet and talk to Rebecca. Rebecca, when you see her in the classroom, is composed, she's free-spirited, and she's committed to getting the most out of her degree. I really enjoyed having this conversation with Rebecca, and I hope you enjoy it too. So please, lean in to this conversation with Rebecca. All right, everybody, welcome back to the pod. Today, we have another student who we're going to have a little bio sketch with before she has to tear off to work. So, Rebecca, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Hi. So, Rebecca, tell us a little bit about yourself and what program you're in. So, my name's Rebecca. I'm in biology at Ryerson. I'm minoring in psychology. I'm going into my fourth year, and that's pretty much that, the gist of that. Do you know what you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> I'm using quotations I, with my fingers. That's a good that. question. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? I feel like I'm one of those people who's still completely lost. Like, I have a million ideas. It's not like I don't have an idea at all. It's like I kind of want to do everything. Everything sounds cool to me. What would be this week's cool idea? Then? I think this week's cool idea is I want to be a vet. So that's a new one. <laughs> that's, and that's so a big animal vet or a small animal vet? Like dogs and, and cats or like horses? See, I and haven't sheep. even given it that much thought yet. Yeah, um, that's, that's, a good, <laughs> that's a good question. Probably a small animal that like I love cats and dogs and like little hamsters and stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Mm-hmm, All right. So mm-hmm. that's what's going on this week. We'll drill down some of those other things. You know, <laughs> so where's hometown for you? Where were you born? Toronto, born and raised. Yeah. Uh, which part? It's a big city. I was born in Etobicoke. We only lived there for a couple years, and now I'm just like uptown Toronto. Like I'm still considered uh, like Toronto. Oh, in the actual city of Toronto proper. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. okay. When you go to school, you commute. How do you commute? You take this to CBC? Yeah. So I just okay. hop on the subway. I park at the subway station. I just hop on the subway. It's like a 20 minute commute. It's not bad. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it, it's it's pretty reasonable if you live in that part of this mm-hmm. this town. So, all right, hometown. Where'd you go to high school? Which part of town? I went, I went to high school in um, also uptown. I went to actually an all-girls Catholic high school, like with uniforms and all. It looks exactly like Hogwarts. It's called Loretto Abbey Catholic Secondary School. It's very interesting. People like who aren't from Toronto, they're not used to like having, like hearing that people went to like an all-gender school wearing uniforms. So it's weird to think about, but it looks exactly like Hogwarts. It's crazy. It's hilarious, actually. Except there's there'd be no heart, Harry at yours, just Hermione's. It, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's cool. So, so when when did you make the decision to come to Ryerson, and, and what sort of motivated that? It's actually pretty funny because I've said it. I think since I was in like the tenth grade, I've said like I just want to go to Ryerson. It just has always. I don't know what it was. I think I knew a few people who went to the school, but I just always wanted to go to Ryerson. It was never, I I never even thought about it. I applied to other schools, of course, because I was scared, like if I didn't get in or something, but I always had Ryerson in my mind. I just loved like the area of Ryerson and I loved how trendy it was and everything that's close to it. I just always loved the idea of it. So born in Etobicoke and you just keep working your way to the center of the city. Yeah. <laughs> You're drawn by true. some. I never thought about it. Yeah, that's so true. 
it's weird because I not a lot of people, I guess if you live in the city, you would be more familiar with it, maybe in the culture and you would have seen events or some sort of sign or mm -hmm. some sort of something you would have crossed paths with. But it's interesting that you, you didn't have any previous family members or anything like that. that no, no, nothing. I know it is weird. And everyone always asks me why I'm like, I don't know. It just like, I don't know, maybe I was conditioned in some way that I'm not aware of. Well, maybe it just speak to maybe not necessarily a higher power, but something that draws people towards something, right? Like you, yeah. you, you still, you still don't know, like you said, you don't know really what you want to do and you're not really sure. And that's okay because to be quite frank, I'm not sure I know. And like I'm doing <laughs> a podcast right now, <laughs> should actually been in journalism maybe. But the idea is, is that there's some sort of divine thing is bringing you this way, but you don't really, you can't put a finger on what it was or, or why. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Huh. That is cool. So when did you figure out that biology was your thing? That I think was in grade 11. I just had honestly the best biology teacher ever. And like biology. What was, your, bi what was your biology teacher's name? Mr. Malvaso. He was the best. He was like that teacher in the all girls school that every girl loves. Like you want to get switched into his class. All the girls think he's like beautiful, you know, like the, the whole <laughs> nine, like everyone loved him. So yeah, it sounds like I a movie. Him. Like it sounds like it's like your life sounds like a movie. I like how we use so many movie references too because oh, that, that yeah. makes it. That school was a movie. I'm telling you, I could go on and on about that school forever. It was crazy. <laughs> so Mr. Malvoso. So what was it about Mr. Malvoso and the, the topic? So it, was it just him or was it the topic? I mean, I think it was partially the topic too. He he just made stuff sound so interesting like and you know grade 11 biology is interesting it's all punnett squares and genetics and blue eyes and dark hair like so that i always just have found interesting so i think that kind of helped but he made it so interesting and made it easy like when something's interesting but at the same time you do it with ease i think it's just that much more enjoyable so he just made it all enjoyable had like taught in very like cool ways used like the smart whiteboard and powerpoints and we did a lot of jeopardy and stuff like that so it just he just made me really like the subject and i wanted to explore it further very cool and so i mean and and, and making something easy or as opposed to making it feel easy just to clarify i think you're right is what you're talking about and it's awesome because it doesn't make it mean it's simple it just means that it's being conveyed to you in a simple way do you think the rest of your classmates felt the same too like or was that just did that just accommodate your learning style i think a lot of girls thought the same way but I do know girls who took that class and was like I can't like not for me biology's not for me I did it because it was mandatory I needed to take a science a lot of people think it's the easiest science so they're just like I'll just take biology grade 11 and get it over with but I think he did the best he could sometimes you just can't like help everyone you know so yeah but I think a lot of girls enjoyed it I do yeah I don't think it's easy <laughs> I don't think yeah me either <laughs> Okay, so uh, Ryerson, you've been here for uh, a couple of years now. You only applied to biology, I assume. So you were Ryerson yes. since grade 11, biology since grade 11. So how's it going here so far? How's it been the adjustment to university life? I honestly, I feel like I was one of the people who had a really, really, really tough time in first year. I was like struggling big time in first year. I just thought it was like, insane the amount of work I had and I feel like I was not independent enough to take it all on I, like I feel like my studying habits weren't awesome and I, I definitely struggled but once I feel like I got into a regime and into second year it honestly has gone uphill from then but first year was like really rough for me no doubt 
for me, it was the same way, but that's because my high school wasn't very good and it wasn't like an all girls Catholic school. And normally our all girls Catholic <laughs> schools tend to have much better training than a public mm-hmm. school in Northern Ontario where I'm from. So uh, what was it specifically? You said, you said your time management skills were like, cause time management skills is a weird thing to say, right? It means your priorities are different. So what were you prioritizing yeah. maybe over studying in school? I feel like I've always had, like, I've always cared like in high school, at least I cared a lot about my social life and talking to people. And I wasn't able to like separate that and my priorities. So I feel like it wasn't necessarily like blatantly that I was prioritizing my social life over studying. It was, I got so easily distracted. So I tell myself, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to study. I'm going to do this. And someone would talk to me and I would or someone would ask me to go get a coffee and I would just like, okay, whatever. And it just kept getting pushed to the side and pushed to the side, pushed to the side. Right. And a coffee that was meant to be just getting one and now becomes like a 90 minute conversation about life. Exactly. Uh, you couldn't have said okay. it better. Okay. So that's, that's just who you are. I mean, at the end of the day, if that's who you are, that's, you know, you can't change that. So what, what was it that you said, okay, I'm going to do this in second year and now it's going to be okay. That's a good question. I think I just was like, okay, seriously, I'm not going to float through university. I'm not going to like just get passing grades and just get the, like, I, if I want to do something more than my undergrad, because I do like that, I definitely know I still want to go to grad school or do something after. So I'm going to need somewhat of grades to show for that. And I also don't want to waste all like I don't want to waste all this money just floating through I want to learn I want to find stuff interesting so I think in second year you have a little bit more choice to take a couple at least a little bit more choice to take a few different courses not just math physics chemistry biology computer science and that's all you get so I think when I got a little bit more choice to pick like more of my niche it helped me a bit with the motivation That makes sense. You get you get a bit more buy-in because now you said psychology was also something you were working towards in a minor of, Exactly. Right? You get to start mm-hmm. to play with those things. Okay. Now you also said something. I don't know if someone's advising you. You you said you want to go to grad school. You want to do like a post-secondary degree. You're already talking about this week being a vet. Like like when I was second year, I didn't know anything about graduate school or the idea. Like how who's who's giving you who's telling you this stuff? How are you getting all you this know what? I have a lot of older friends, mostly from work. I got, I started working uh, as a lifeguard when I was 16. So it's the bare minimum that you can work. And I worked with a lot of older people. So oddly enough, there was a lot of people at my work who took biology at U of T. For some reason, I don't know what it is. There's so many. So I just started talking to them. I formed a lot of good friendships with them. And a bunch of them are in this grad school and this and this and this. And when I was in second year, they were just graduating or had already graduated and just were explaining to me so many options and whatever. I remember going into university. I had no idea. I didn't even understand what grad school was. So I think that just helped me like figure out what it actually was and like what I could do and what people do after university. And I I think this is cool, but maybe now we're, we're on sort of unraveling where you're getting all this inspiration from too, is that you're surrounding like yourself with an older peer group and not like Mm -hmm. super old, but old enough that you can relate, but old enough (laughs) they've already done what you're talking about wanting to do. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't have that, right? Unless they have a big brother or a big sister that was in a program similar to them or they wouldn't have that that insight. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. I got lucky. Did did any of those people ever tell you when you were 16, you you should go to Ryerson? (laughs) Like, like, could that have been one of those interactions that you didn't 
That's a good question. I, you know what? Yes, actually my, well, she was in business, but my very good friend, we're still good friends to this day. She actually transferred from university of Waterloo to Ryerson. And she was like telling me how much she loved Ryerson. And I think that must've done something in my head too. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't have um, yeah. considering I was so dead set on Ryerson. I was like, for sure, probably. So yeah, I think she was a big part too. Yeah, that's cool. And I think it's always good to remember where you got that from. I, I remember what got me on the path and I still, until I went to grad school, I didn't really understand what it was. So good for you to have those people in your life. So when you think about, you know, you're in second year going to third, what's, what concerns you about the next couple of years? Is anything, anything sort of put you uneasy or, or that you're worried about? I guess just the unknown. Like, I feel like that's like, I, it's an easy answer, I guess, but it's so true. Like, the unknown, like no one knows, like you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what you're going to get into. It's always the unknown, like about anything in life that just freaks me out. I just want to know everything. I'm a very like, I like having like my life plan, my days plan, my weeks plan, everything. So the unknown is very like, I just want to know what's going to happen, you know? So that would have been the you that I would have thought of when I see you like very serious sitting in a classroom, right? But, ah. but having, having this conversation now, you seem much more free spirited than mo like you kind of just, you go with the wind. Like you, you seem to have like, um, I don't know, maybe you pick up on, on cues really quickly and you, you pivot really quickly. And it doesn't seem like you're wedded to, to like, like a lot of students who have been on this panel are like, I'm doing this, right? <laughs> like blinders on, yeah, you know full what? steam right. ahead. Like, does I that, feel, when, you, when, you, when you talk to your peers, do you find that frustrating because they seem to know what they want and you, you, you're, you don't? Oh, 100% for sure. Like, I feel like everyone, and I feel like a lot of people feel like this, but I do feel like everyone has everything figured out and I don't. Whereas I'm sure it's the same vice versa. Like, I've heard people say the same towards me and I'm like, are you joking? I don't know anything. That I, that's going on in my life so I feel like it's just like everyone feels that way I definitely feel that way like I look at some of my friends who like, like I'm gonna write the MCAT next year I'm gonna write the PCAT next year I'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't even oh so yeah 100% I'm just like whatever but you know what I and this is why we're doing this podcast because I actually believe that everyone doesn't know they might have uh, goals me and they, too and, me too and they, yeah so I wouldn't worry about that. And I, and I don't think people know until they find it. And I think it's kind of like I'm looking outside of the maple tree, right? Maple tree have seeds that have already been released. And, you know, the maple seed, it kind of it kind of has like a feathery tail to it. And it just blows in the wind. But eventually it sticks somewhere, right? There'll be a spot where it was just the right everything, right? For that new tree to grow. Anyway, that's, I feel mm -hmm. like your story is already sort of like that little seed. And while it could be it might feel unsettling at times. I think that, it, I think that the, the instincts are good. So just roll with it. Just let it ride. Thank you very <laughs> by the, much. That was by amazing. The way, I, 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 by the way, I don't, I'm not encouraging you to go to Vegas and spend it all on like blackjack <laughs> tables, but you know, you know what I mean? Just, me. yeah. <laughs> well, if you're feeling lucky, I, I should, I shouldn't keep you from doing that either. Awesome. Right? Okay. So let's talk about kind of this, this COVID situation and, and how you're dealing with this and, and you have a job. So maybe let's start with, how did the semester end for you when we went to lockdown? It was, I was one of those, I hate to say it, I really hate to say it, but I was one of those people in January, February, even beginning of March, who was like, 
everyone needs to stop overreacting. This isn't that big of a deal. Like, it's just like SARS. I'm sure we've all heard that one. And like, everyone just relax. Like, it's, it's not going to spread. Like, are you joking? And then I, as everyone can relate, I'm sure it just came like full force. Just let's shut down the whole world. So it was a lot for me to take in. And actually, when the school closed, when the pub, when Ryerson closed, sorry, and when the public schools were like closed for the foreseeable future, my family was actually traveling. They were in Cuba. So it started off very stressful for me, to say the least, because they were out of the country. They were constantly watching the news, wondering if they were going to get back. They were with my elderly grandparents. So that was super stressful. And then when they got back, we had to live in separate households because, I mean, I didn't want to have to quarantine fully for two weeks, not be able to get groceries. I was shopping for groceries for my whole family, my my immediate family, my grandparents, and my um, aunt and uncle. So I couldn't live in the house, our house, and still go to the grocery store. So it was a mess. I had to go and live with a friend for the two weeks. So I really didn't see my family for almost a month. So it was weird for me, very weird to say the least. Yeah. And so how did school finish and win all of this chaos and, and concerns? Luckily, I had Wi-Fi at wherever I was. So I was able to keep up with it. I mean, keep up with it as in like, know what's going on. I absolutely was not studying as I should have been in keeping up with notes like no doubt but I did my exams I did my assignments and that's kind of how it ended the online exams were tough pretty tough like um in some courses like I know my biochemistry exam was insane it was so difficult but other than that it was okay I mean I'm sure the professors are doing what what they can do it's their first time too so you can't be hard on everyone what about moving forward to the fall? What are you any sort of trepidation about about that and uh, oh, learning yeah. remotely? Mm-hmm. I'm nervous, like a hundred percent. The motivation when you're alone at home is just like so, like non-existent, and it's gonna be hard to work so close to like my bed where I could just sleep in or go take a nap. So that's probably my biggest fear right now. Is just like I hope I have the motivation, will to do everything yeah and if it's possible at all what i would encourage you to do is create a space somewhere else in the house where you like a Mm -hmm. desk in the basement or something like that right a place where you could where you can actually do your work away from your room because you you, otherwise psychologically you won't be able to separate your life from your your day right and so that's always a good way physical separation in those spaces is always a good way so at the beginning, I guess you didn't have the job that you currently are doing because you told me earlier that you're a lifeguard. So what exactly. uh, now, I mean, in the summertime, you're not taking any courses, are you? I actually am. <laughs> okay. But I didn't know that the, our club was opening while when I signed up for the course. I signed up for the course like very soon into the lockdown, but it's a summer course, not a spring course. But it's just an upgrading. Like I'm just upgrading my physics grade from first year. So, I mean, I've done it all before. So I'm assuming that it'll be okay. No <laughs> doubt that I'll have to, like, I'm going to have to be less social this summer. That's for sure. But, I mean, I'm thankful that I have a job because so many other people can't say that they have a job to work at. And it's heartbreaking. So I'm going to just soak all in that I can and do what I can and try my hardest not to complain 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that's, we're all doing that, right? Running this together so, so everybody, if they do complain, exactly. pretty much tell the same story. So you, you, your family dynamic, you said you had parents, and but do you have any siblings, like people that distract you and you're at home? Yes, I do. Mom, my parents, I have my mom and my dad, and then I have a brother who actually, it's so heartbreaking, he's in grade 12 right now. So he just graduated. He didn't have a prom, nothing. We had a little graduation thing for him a couple of days ago. Um, family came over in waves of like four. So we gave him a little something, but it, yeah, he, so he was actually supposed to go to George Brown in the, uh, in September, but they had completely moved his program up to its start date is now in January. So he's probably oh, wow. even more lost than me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's tough for, for young people. I mean, they don't, I mean, you're a young person too. You're only a few years older than him. But as I reflect <laughs> back, like the high school prom wasn't a big deal, but it was that. Yeah. It wasn't one of those things that you need to always be concerned about in the, the greater scheme of things, but it's your everything at this point in your life, right? <laughs> and so that's exactly. Tough. Yeah, I agree. Well, we're all so nervous about the entire semester and wondering how it's going to look like too. And so we're planning as you imagine. know, and, uh, and trying to think of new ways to engage people. I think that's the, the real challenge that we're having from our end. Mm-hmm. And certainly it's, it is what it is, uh, but we're going to do it. You got the summer to yeah. prepare or, and the winter time where we had no preparation time. Yeah, awesome. exactly. You're so, so right. Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to get into my, uh, my rapid fire, my short answer, my, uh, my fun uh, questions. What factoid, and of course, something you're willing to share, do my peers know least about me? That's a good question. Oh my gosh. Rapid fire might not be a good word for this. Uh, a factoid about me. Oh my goodness. Oh, they don't <laughs> know. A lot of people don't assume that I can speak another language and I speak Greek. So that's weird. Ah. Is, yeah. So is Greek your, your mother tongue at home? No, no. It's English, but my grandparents, my mom's parents, they are Greek. Like my mom grew up speaking Greek at home. And okay. my mom, when I was younger, she like went right back to work after having me. So they kind of watched me during uh, the days. So yeah. I spoke, I speak Greek to them. Okay, cool. So you just, you just flip into that mode. Senna's last name is what? Uh, is it Italian? Is it Italian? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Okay, so this takes us to the next question. What's your favorite food then? Is it is it, it going to be Italian or Greek? It's actually not. I'm vegan. So not ah. a good ethnicity to have as a vegan. <laughs> no, um, unless you like eggplant only. I love eggplant, but <laughs> See, don't think I can, can live off it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite food, I like a good pasta, like a plain pasta with like just pasta and uh, like red tomato sauce amazing could eat it all day so as a vegan can you eat cheese am i no but no you can't but i've been looking for many vegan cheeses i've tried a bunch it's not as good as the real thing but i mean i try fair enough what is your favorite color blue for sure no doubt i just love blue i think it's very calming and pretty that greek blue like the one you've seen that's it (laughs) yes it feels feels, that it feels so good yeah um okay so if you complete this sentence if i was not a student at ryerson i would like to be a real estate agent oddly enough right no that no you'd be make a ton of money in toronto right (laughs) i know (laughs) and maybe and you still could you could do that on the side anytime in any career absolutely you're right what is your most productive time of day 
I am a morning person. So in the hours of 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., 100%. I like go to bed Did you at say 6 a.m. Like, okay, 6 maybe that's a little pushing it. I would say 7 a.m. Sometimes I get up and go to the gym for six. So that's what I would say. But okay, let's say seven to 10 a.m. Wow. So you, you're gym before school type of person? Absolutely. Like before an 8 a.m. No word of a lie. So what are you doing without gym now? How are you, how are you surviving? Basically not working out. I did the at home stuff, but I just, I literally, I can't, I can't. It's awful. It sucks. It's not, so, it's not motivating enough for you. Not even a bit. You do. You definitely, it, it, as you're saying this, it seems like your motivation comes from a, a lot of other people, right? So you, you oh, always yeah. need, you, it helps to have those people. And, and that's true for a lot of us too, especially in, when it comes to that time of day and the morning and working out. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So what's your favorite hobby? I, I, I really, and this is going to sound so cliche, but I love to swim. <laughs> I really It's a good do. thing I you love. do because you, but as a lifeguard, right? you're not allowed to just jump in the pool. Like you're supposed to be watching people from the sidelines. Exactly. It, very tempting. Let me tell you, very tempting. Especially in the hotness of a day, like you're just dying out there in Toronto heat. And you're just, you see the pool and you just like, I can't go in because I'm supposed to be supervising. I'm working. Yeah, exactly. So do you just jump in and just really quickly and then jump right back out again? You know, uh, my <laughs> like, boss, it, we really, that's, you kind of said it perfectly. My boss is awesome. She's like, if you're dying, jump in that pool and jump right out. Like, get on with it. So we're, we're allowed to an extent. You're not going to jump in and play around, right? So, but yeah. if you're dying, you're allowed. <laughs> yeah, 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 that makes sense. Because if the lifeguard isn't there to save somebody, then who is? What famous person, current or otherwise, would you most like to go for dinner with and why? Ooh, I think I'd like to go to dinner with, hmm, that's a good question. I'd love to go to dinner with Greta Thunberg, Thunberg? is that her name? Yeah, I, always, I, I can't so pronounce too, yeah. it. I just, I, I love either. that girl. I love that girl so much. I think she's so smart and I think we have lots to talk about. I think so too. I think she'd have, and she'd have lots of strong opinions. Do you, do you, oh, are yeah. you a strong, are you a strongly opinionated person? Like it doesn't sound like you are. No, I, I think I have my beliefs. Like, I feel like the only thing I'm very, I believe in very strongly is like the environment. I'm very environment. I care a lot about the environment, but I'm never, I'm not that person. Like I have my opinions and you have yours. So I'm very easy. I would never argue with anyone or, you know, I'm just not that kind of person. So I have my beliefs, but I'm not so strongly opinionated that like it affects my daily life, if that makes sense. What would you say to somebody who is in your pool at your club and then threw a plastic water bottle somewhere off the side of the, the, the court space or wherever the pool oh, is? Oh, I would tell them to pick it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're, because you're lucky you're in a position of authority there too, right? Like you're the boss. You are the lifeguard. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. This is very cool. Um, I know we have to, we have to go and, but it's too bad because I like all of these conversations I have with students, like you're not, you're more than a face in my class because I do know your name, but I don't, we don't get these kind of opportunities to hear about people's journey and their story. And mm -hmm. um, I'm really happy that you were able to spend some time with us today because this is, this is cool. And we're going to have to follow yeah. up a little later in the summer, hopefully on a not too hot of a day when you, when you should be swimming, uh, to check in <laughs> and see how you're doing. And I'm also curious to see where, where this, this journey takes you. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. 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 I'm, A good start to my morning.
and I'm glad it was, and it was great having you with us and um, have a wonderful rest of your day, Rebecca. You too. Thank you so much. All right. Bye for now. See you.